Welcome, dear listener, to the 12 Days of Crombie. Tonight, we should be reviewing Scrooged. Good evening, dear listener. I am Hugh. Why must I be molested by these sea urchins? <laughs> and I'm Dr. James Simmons, Esquire. Acid rain, drug addictions, international terrorism, freeway killers. Now, more than ever, it's important to remember the true meaning of Christmas. Very good. That aged well, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and there's quite a few things in this film that maybe haven't aged as well as when oh. I first watched this, but there we go. Indeed. But um, so we are reviewing, as you will tell from my diction at the beginning of this, Scrooged, <laughs> not Scrooge, Scrooged. Um, yeah. Or Scroogey. Or Scroogey. Just, why do they call it Scrooged? <laughs> uh, yeah, but, I don't know. Yeah, it's very difficult to announce. Anyway, yeah. It is the uh, the the 90s Bill was it 19 Oh no, 1987 or 88 I think. Oh, was it? 87. Um 87 or 87 Chris 87 modern adaptation of Christmas Carol with Bill Murray in the uh, actually and that's in the titular role. No, he was he was there was uh, Frank Cross and so not at all. Um, yeah. but well, um it, it in 1988 and it was Bill Murray's first film after Ghostbusters. I remember that because I was I remember seeing the posters and they made a lot of mention about ghosts. Yeah. Like, oh, Bill Murray's in amongst the ghosts again. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah. but that was four years before. I know. I thought, boy, you're trying a bit hard here. It's like, Bill, just <laughs> put Bill Murray on the poster is enough for me. I'm not going to say, yeah. <laughs> oh, Bill Murray and some ghosts. Well, I'm sold now. <laughs> Will he bust them, maybe? The, <laughs> the, the poster is disturbing, though, because Bill Murray's face in it is just it's too much. I've seen the yeah. poster recently. It's just it's too I, much. I've, I've, yeah, I've seen the one where he basically looks like Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, yeah. Ironically, well, ironically, he's in the film. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But um, let, let's rattle through it because it's it's just, again it is of course uh, an adaptation of Scrooge. But the, um, the 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 Christmas miser this is Frank Cross played by Bill Murray, who's a, a, an executive at a, a television channel. Um, and it's coming up to Christmas, so they're having all these Christmas things. Again, it begins. Um, uh, Again, it begins actually with quite. Uh, we'll, we'll come to the theme, but it's quite atmospheric. Um, it kind of it's, 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 isn't it? There's it's a panning a, shot coming down onto uh, Father Christmas's yeah, so home you're, in the north. Yeah, you're, you're, sa- you're sailing over the North Pole, and there's this little these kind of these children singing a Christmas kind of tune, la 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 la. But it's yeah. sinister as well. I thought, yeah, this is very Danny Elfman, and sure enough, yeah, it was it's Danny, Danny Elfman. Elfman. Yeah, you can Arty, you can spot a Danny Elfman soundtrack I, uh, for a mile off. I know. I wonder, God bless him. Maybe we we we, we had enough Elfman. Maybe for the time being. I yeah. feel like I, I can spot an Elfman now quite easily, and, oh, and that's not you shouldn't you shouldn't spot the music. The music should carry you. Yeah. Because remember the first time I watched, it, I thought, "Well, this is good. It's it's kind of Christmassy, but scary, yeah. and it's unnerving." Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, that's our first thing where Santa Claus teams up with a six million dollar man and, and shoots people. But <laughs> all, the, all this, all this is basically there's all these kind of tacky shows for this thing, which is called Frank Cross Loves. But then they're putting on a live Scrooge um, adaptation, yeah. um, Christmas Carol, which is the, the kind of the framing element of the whole thing. But again. It's not very difficult after that. Bill Murray is basically mean-spirited, I suppose, is the best thing. He's just nasty to everybody and, in, and enjoying it in the best Bill Murray way. He's not really a miser, is he, in, in the way that well, Scrooge he's, is a miser? He's, he's, he's giving just away, nasty. He's giving away towels instead of I suppose VCRs. He is, yeah. So he's, yeah. he's cheap rather than a yeah. miser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's basically just unhappy. It's this kind of the thing. Um, and he's and yeah, being Bill Murray, he's he's very good at making other people unhappy in a kind of a nasty yeah. way. Yeah. Um, 
He's like him. Um, so he he continues this. He belittles his staff and all this kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, what he does, um, and he's then of course visited by uh, the the Marley character, which is his old boss, Lou Hayward, who's a, mm-hmm. a decaying golfer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's, he's he's taken to his past by uh, an obnoxious cab driver that takes him yes. back there, where he learns from his past <clears throat> that he was obviously once in love with uh, with Claire, his um his his lost love, played by Karen Allen, yeah. and, and it kind of. Her, her in a usual, non-Indiana Jones film. <laughs> I was thinking kind of wide-eyed brilliance. Like her eyes yeah. were a bit as tea sauce, teacups. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she, she was looking at him. Uh, but go through his lost love. But she keeps reoccurring in the present as well. So they, they, yeah. they're trying to keep the romance alive. Um, as we see in the um, the Ghost Quest of Present, which is one of the funniest moments, is uh, Carol Kane is a... Is a <laughs> she does steal the show here a little bit. Hugely violent fairy. Yeah. <laughs> but also she's, she's hugely violent, but also um, kind of ditzy. As yes. well, isn't she? <laughs> she, 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 she simultaneously combined, he's like, "Oh, I'm doing my pretty dance, la la la!" Punch you with a toaster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is that is brilliant. Um, and again, he sees he sees all around him. You know, the other uh, he. Um, we should mention at this point, yeah, his his Bob Cratchit is uh, is played by what's it? It's played Grace and um, played by Alfred Woodard. Alfred Woodard, I yeah. I always think has been in more films than she has been. She's very good. She um, is very good. Yeah, and I I've not seen her in a huge amount, but she's. She's more of a theatre actor. Yeah, I heard that. Actually, she has been nominated for an Academy Award, though, um, for I well, think, 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. But she's very good. I mean, she's the Bob yeah, Cratchit. Um, yeah. Again, her, her tiny Tim is her youngest son who can't speak because he was traumatised by the death of his father. Um, possibly killed by Sergeant Al Powell. We don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Al's, Al's pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty happy. <laughs> That'd be a good crossover, wouldn't it? <laughs> Even so, they, they do brush over that quite lightly. The fact they that do. Grace's husband was murdered, and and the the boy saw it. And it's like, oh, and he can't talk. It's like, oh, you bet he can't talk. It's like, yeah, is he, yeah. Um, they do gloss over that. I mean, that could have been quite an interesting um, political statement or point, yeah. but they do gloss over that. I did read though that the script was a lot longer. Yeah, uh, yeah, and they filmed a lot more than was actually short, it's in it. It's quite a short film. Yeah, it's yeah. about yeah, it's about ninety-seven minutes. But they, um, yeah, apparently, um, anyway, uh, not 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 to belabor the point, but Bill Murray and Richard Donner had um, oh, yeah. critical differences. Yeah, because yeah. they could have just given Tiny Tim a cough. It's like it's like they didn't need to make it that violent and, and <laughs> no, great. They didn't. That they didn't. Did he was yeah. He was kid. Yeah, I know. They it's didn't like, need yeah. to make it that tragic because they don't follow up with it. No, no, it's uh, like nothing. He's, he's, he, he's spoken now, so he's cured. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he will be. No, no, you don't get he over that. He needs a lot more help. Yeah, but um, don't assume that that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, then he sees the ghost was past. Who's the only one who's dressed in the traditional fashion? Um, yeah, it's quite, and, I think it's quite good um, puppetry for the, oh, the, yeah. the uh, and it's quite an evocative look because he's got television for a face in the end as well, doesn't he? Which is quite good. He does. But it's this bit when he opens up his robes and um and yeah, he sees the, these, yeah. these lost souls <laughs> slash see, rubber yeah. puppets uh, <laughs> burning in his rib cage, and it's yeah. all Bill Murray goes, "Is did we do that?" <laughs> it did, it did he, go a bit Peter Jackson, uh, pre yeah. pre Lord of the Rings Peter Jackson. Yeah. Basically, so obviously Frank sees his future that he's you know he's he's burning in a coughing, which he gets quite serious again. Um, even throughout everything, even when he's sad and and because he sees his past and he's sad, he sees his present and he's sad. Um, but it's when he's he sees though, isn't there? He's, he's still managed to wisecrack, but it's actually yeah. when he sees when he's trapped in his own coffin, burning alive. Yeah. Um, he actually all the the jokes drop and he's actually trying to play it quite serious. Um, but then he's he's 
he realizes it was all you know all a dream. He, he's got a chance at redemption in the traditional Scrooge way. He immediately recruits. We'll come to Bobcat Goldthwait in a minute, but he recruits <laughs> one of the executives he's fired, who's gone yeah. down off the rails and has reappeared in the shotgun postal, to kill him. Yeah. yeah. So he recruits him and his shotgun to take over the Christmas broadcast, um, which is is broadcasting live now. And it's Christmas Eve, where he basically makes an impassioned speech, uh, wins Claire back, um, probably gets fired, but gets the entire Christmas gang singing, um, and that's pretty much it. It's, it's, yeah. it's and of course Tiny Tim. His name is who's the wee lad's name? It's not Tim, is it? It's um. Oh, what is it? It's um. Yeah, Tiny Tim. <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah let's say it doesn't a, matter, does it? It's the wee lad. Um. Anyway, so he he um. He says, you know, God bless us, everyone. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you are cured. And and that's pretty much it. And they will sing happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday. <laughs> You'll sing <laughs> put weird, a little love it? in your heart. Well, oh, yeah. Annie Lennox and Al Green. Yeah, I think that's quite an ambitious song to get an entire credit. And they should have sang happy birthday because everyone knows the words. I mean, get, if you tell 50 people saying we're all going to sing put a little love in your heart. It's like, <laughs> are we? I don't yeah, think but, so. But the song was made for the film. Was it? Yeah. So it, it didn't exist before the film. There's a fourth wall broken. And in fact, the fourth wall is broken when Bill Murray addresses the, the, yeah. the audience and says, everyone from this side of the oh, audience yeah, sing, everyone from that yeah. side of the audience yeah. sing. But then he goes, um, oh, I want all the men. No, the real men. Come on. And then he does it. All the women. No, all the real women. Yeah, you but can't say that, that now. You can't no, say that what now. It, what does it mean? <laughs> Get cancelled for saying that. Get cancelled for saying that, yeah. Um, and, you know, possibly fair enough. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't think he meant it in any kind of pejorative way. It just wasn't that funny. Um, but you've also forgotten to mention that Robert Mitchum is in the film as well. Robert Mitchum's in it, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, as Preston Rhinelander. He was, as the, he was head the head of IBC, yeah. Yeah, which, which is, again, also hilarious because it's interesting that... Um, in uh, we'll, we'll come we'll finish off with the analysis, but in in the normal Scrooge, Scrooge is is um, utterly uh, autonomous. He he answers to no one. But in this yeah, Frank does, Ross, it's just an executive. He has to answer to the owner, who's Robert Mitchum, playing the most detached and crazy man. Um, <laughs> and he just delivers everything deadpan. He basically wants he wants um, the TV show to to pivot in the direction of pets because he thinks that cats and dogs are an untapped market. <laughs> so he basically and he just comes up and says, "You know how many dogs there are in America? Do you know how many cats there are in America? Like, remember we we need a bit of pet appeal. Remember Kojak and the lollipops? What about a cop who dangles string? What a quick yeah, random see, movement. You see later in the film." him and his wife are watching the broadcast and the um the the mice with antlers are on and the yeah. cats are loving it he's been proved right <laughs> hasn't he <laughs> but then when uh, when frank goes off the rails and starts breaking up the podcast he kicks one of his cats yeah exactly I, good use of the word podcast there as well did yeah. i say podcast broadcast <laughs> 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 it, is, it is Christmas Eve. I'm quite merry. Um, indeed, indeed, aren't we all? Um, well, yeah, that's Scrooged, it's, isn't it? That's Scrooged. Yeah. Very good. So, so let's we'll take a break and then we'll come back and and we'll look at some of the themes within Scrooged. Welcome back. I trust you've uh, cornered your nearest loved one and raised their shirt, and blown a raspberry on their stomach. Oh Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I've just gone out of prison for that. <laughs> I, I didn't make this. There's some, there's some, there's, there's some loved ones you can blow raspberry to. They're normally like yeah. six month old babies. And then yeah. anyone, any, you know, the, the moment when um, Frank rips up Bobcat Goldthwait shit and just yeah. blows a raspberry on his hairy beer yeah. can, thinking, that's, that's a Maybe not. <laughs> well, it's in homage to Carol Kane doing it to to bill murray isn't it earlier in the in the film uh, well, also, that, well Alf, alfie would have does it first to her son yeah yeah that's right. so, but yeah yeah yeah. It's, I tell you what, I, yeah yeah i did it to my kids now it's hilarious yeah, oh it's brilliant isn't it? yeah <laughs> me too <laughs> 
but what yes, I, I do it to you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but what I don't do is do it to my work colleagues. <laughs> well, technically, he was fired by that point, so he was just a random That's man. That's true. Well, all random men on the street. <laughs> I'm going to jump right in here with uh, this. Is this is not even a theme in it? But um, yeah. again, if you mentioned Bobcat Goldthwait is in this as Elliot yeah. Loudermilk, who's who begins life it's a good as name, isn't it? oh yeah, I mean, it's almost as good as Bobcat Goldthwait. Either yeah, one is, is either one would work. You could have Elliot Loudermilk as Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> <laughs> who's called bobcat i mean come on oh, it's got like, a stage name isn't it he, here's the thing i had to do a bit of googling on this because i thought am i allowed to find bobcat goldthwaite funny anymore because i thought I, I i find him really funny but if he if he's like that because he's got some kind of palsy am i allowed to laugh at that oh, i think like, it's affectation isn't it it is i find it's complete affectation so it's fine yeah. you can laugh at it. but i thought if he's like if he's got some kind of illness i can't laugh at an illness but i can <laughs> laugh at bobcat girls like pretending <laughs> to have an illness <laughs> yeah that's, that's okay. true well i think you could probably laugh at bobcat goldthwaite having an illness if it's his illness and he is making fun of it oh can you though because like they're, they're, they're surely you can surely that is his right well, they were, they were comedians now who are like, you know, have cerebral palsy and are funny, but they're funny because they're funny and they also have cerebral palsy. They're not, they're not funny. It's, it's, it's a minefield. <laughs> careful, careful. It's, oh, no, it's a, I know. It's a minefield. <laughs> I've dug the pit. I'm just waiting <laughs> you to fall into it. <laughs> Either way, Bobcat Goldthwait is, I mean, he begins in this. And I think it's one of the funniest use of because they put him in a smart suit and he's yeah. nice glasses and he's it playing it straight. Right, it? And there's nothing funnier than Bobcat Goldfish yeah. trying to play it straight because it's, it's, it's like he's a sack of squirrels that's been forced into an executive suit. It's just, <laughs> yes. He twitches and everything, isn't he? Oh, the twitches, the eye rolls and all this kind of And this is when he's normal. And he, basically, he protests against Frank Cross's absolutely terrifying advert for Scrooge yeah. um, and then gets fired because Frank Cross likes to do this. He goes, oh, I'll, thank you, Elliot. I'll, I'll give him an answer in five minutes. And within five yeah. minutes, he's on the street yeah, um, exactly. with, with his app having fired. And then throughout the entire movie, he like, you know, he, he has to sell his blood. He gets kicked out of his house by his wife. He's, his clothes get dirtier. He gets drunker. And he turns up at the very end to, to get through to the very finale of the plot with a shotgun to try and kill Frank. And that's yeah. when he's full Bobcat. But even at the beginning, when he's just nervous and twitchy, he's very funny. I, I think uh, so I, he Here's my honest opinion, right? I think a lot of your enjoyment of the character Elliot Loudermilk will be will be determined by how much you enjoy the presence of Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I have to say, I, I do find Bobcat Goldthwait an acquired taste. <laughs> and I don't mind him in small doses, which in fairness, he is in small doses in the film. But I find his, his shtick... A, a little bit grating to, to be honest whether or not it's an illness that he has or not um I just, i'm kind of like it's y yes y yes you have a high-pitched squeaky voice and you kind of you jerk around a bit and it's like well it's good but it's i, no I agree with you though no joe In, pasquale is it well it isn't any joe pasquale no you're right um and i, I think as a as a stand-up routine, I think it probably works brilliantly, but oh, I don't know. I just I find it a little bit off. Oh, I'd, I'd say I'd say as a stand-up routine, it'd be worse because you're stuck with it for like a full twenty minutes. It's like yeah, at, least, at least so. in the movie you can well, cut maybe. away because I think they they used him quite sparingly. Yeah, um, they did. Well, having said that, the only other film I've seen him in is a Whoopi Goldberg film called Burglar. You've never seen Police Academies. Oh, that's kind of where he made his bones. Oh yeah, of course. What am I talking about? Yeah, of, and yeah. He was, apart, I, and he was the he only was other one, films yeah. I've seen him in, apart from Police Academy and Scrooge. <laughs> and he was also one of the voices of the demons in Hercules. Oh really? Well, in fact, in fact, in 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 Police Academy, 
yes, it, it works quite well actually in Police Academy because but that whole film's stupid, isn't it? <laughs> yes. you know, so that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure in this. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, in small doses I can deal with him, but I, I don't know. After a while, it's like, oh, you're doing that silly squeaky voice again. <laughs> it is. It is in many ways strange to have him in the same film as Robert Mitchum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, or, or even Bill Murray to a certain or extent. Or Alfred Woodard. And stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, or, or Karen Allen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> another yeah, actor, think, actually, speaking yeah. of while we're doing the, the cast, another um, character actor that hasn't really been in much, but I really like him as a character actor, is John Glover, who plays, yes. um, he yes. plays Bryce Cummings, who is um, <laughs> a complete, he's an L.A. slimeball, as he's described. As he's described I, as know, LA, I didn't even yeah. think of that. I just, he is so much an L.A. slimeball. He comes in basically to, he's being groomed to take over from um, Bill Murray yeah. who's clearly and and Bryce is both simultaneously charming and conniving um, and is just, just yeah, just oozing around getting in the way of things taking over um, yeah, he, he played a similar in, role in Gremlins yeah. 2 yeah he's, that's what I was he's in Gremlins 2 isn't he yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, he's not been. I don't. But he he's, he reminds me a little bit of William Atherton because um, yeah, yeah. he's got that kind of role. He, he always plays these kind of slightly slimy, yeah, sleazeball kind of um, uh, 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 roles. Um, yeah. But he's not been in a lot. But what? And I don't recall him being in much outside of the eighties, to be no, to be honest, yeah. or early nineties at least. But um, I guess he's been. Yeah, um, yeah. He's, 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 he's in, a good character to slot into. Like you need absolutely. that role, he'll nail it. Yeah. He's in. Um, he's in Annie Hall. Uh, yeah. But not much, I think. Robocop 2 as well. <laughs> there we go. Um, but nothing I'll else. I bet he was an OCP executive yeah. <laughs> in, in, in Robocop 2. <laughs> of course. Absolutely, he's going to be. Yeah. But. Um... Okay, so we, we'll, we've we've gone through all that. We can come into actually. We haven't really addressed again the the, the biggest star because we've, we've we've touched on it a little bit. Um, but yeah, this was Bill Murray's kind of Ghostbusters, you know, difficult comeback. second album. Yeah, comeback. yeah, it was. Yeah, well, apparently, I mean, he he, he took a break, didn't he, after Ghostbusters? He found yeah. it quite draining and was just like, you know, I'm not going to work for a few years now. And yeah. they paid him ten million dollars to appear in this, which was a massive amount of a thirty-two million dollar budget. And it so made it made its money though. I mean, a hundred million dollars it took. At the box office yeah. it's a massive film which yeah. surprises me a little bit but there we go but i mean bill murray's draw at the time i guess i think was it was bill murray's huge draw. yeah yeah um because he was i mean he was one of the biggest stars in the 80s wasn't he really if not yeah. if you know so certainly non-action star he would have been yeah. um I, I i think in this film my view of bill murray in this film is that he's really good at doing the mean <laughs> um kind of nasty uh, role at the start, and I think when it comes to doing the heartfelt redemption, yeah. um, as much as it was improvised, and I know that he wanted it to be quite an impassioned thing, I found it a little bit stilted yeah. um, and hard to believe almost. But but maybe that is because he's so good at being Frank Cross. Yeah, well, here's I got a couple of thoughts with this. Is that um, yeah to be to begin with, in terms of Bill Murray's performance, if I was had to characterize it. I would say it's loud, and I thought Bill yeah. Murray. Bill Murray is not a loud. No, he is comic. Is he? An actor. He's like you see, you he's sarcastic, isn't he? He's sarcastic. Cynical. He's he's underplayed. He's deadpan. He's yeah, very deadpan. good. Yeah, he's at not playing loud, it. though, is he? He's not loud, and this he shouts a lot. He's not he hyper. Up. No, you're right. It's, it's odd. Like, yeah, he's he's not hyper just when he's under pressure. He's hyper all the time. He's hyper when yeah. he's being mean and having fun. And I think that was one of Bill Murray's feedbacks when he said he couldn't really work with um with the, the director, Richard Donner. Donner. Yeah. He said, I don't know what he wanted from me. He just wanted it louder. Maybe he's deaf. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and and, it, and clearly there was a point when Bill Murray just thought, okay, I'm just going to do it really loud then if that's what you yeah. want, which yeah. is which is an odd. And 
and interestingly i think yeah to come to the bigger theme of this again the, the redemption of, of kind of scumbag is uh yeah. it's like this was the first pass at groundhog day oh, and that and, is exactly what i was going to say yeah well. i got there first yeah but, you did you damn but, it <laughs> because it's, that's exactly what it is it's the it's, trial it's, run isn't it it's it is yeah. it's it's the cynical guy who goes through the ordeals yeah. and comes out redeemed at the end and you can you can see it there in bits like when, when bill murray is in the, the final thing and he's trying to stop his own coffin from burning and he's just yeah. saying no, no stop this doesn't make any sense stop i don't stop it just please stop yeah. and he's yeah. pleading for his life and all this kind of stuff and the early stuff when he's always doing his he's very good at being cynical but you're right it doesn't come across partly because i don't think the film earns it and also again that that redemption at the end feels good contrived and again groundhog day clearly the actor and the director and the, and the script came together perfectly to make that story but you, you you can say what you thought of it. Yeah, it feels like that first attempt at it that didn't hit, but but laid yeah. the groundwork to do it again. Well, I guess you you could go back further and say that a Christmas Carol was the trial run for Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas Carol kind of nailed it too, though. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Which is interesting because Scrooge is a Christmas Carol, but yeah. but taken the to Groundhog its modern extreme. Christmas Carol in many ways. Yes, I guess it is. Um, I, yeah, I don't disagree with that at all, actually, Hugh. I I think um. I, I saw a lot of um, markers to Groundhog Day. Now, I mean, you know, Groundhog Day didn't exist when this was made. I don't know whether Bill Murray knew about the script for Groundhog Day or anything like that. So it's a little bit unfair to say it is, you know, it's it's a trial run for Groundhog Day. But at the same time, um, it tries a lot of the same things in the same kind of style with Bill Murray being the scumbag, effectively. But the thing is, in, in Groundhog Day, he isn't hyper or loud, is he? He's no. just grumpy and mean. Well, um, he, he's, he's just almost on the edge of depression because every day feels yes. the same to him, which yeah, uh, exactly. turns out every day. So it's, 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 yeah, it is the same to him, yeah. yeah. Whereas in this, he's um, it almost, it's a little bit too slapstick for Bill Murray, um, the, the yeah. role. Because there's, there's some scenes um, when he's having this lunch with... Um, uh, Robert Mitchum and, and uh, the John Glover characters, and he yeah. sees um, he's hallucinating the waiter catching fire, etc., because he thinks the ghosts are turning up, etc. And yeah. he, you know, he starts screaming, etc. And you know, is trying to be a little bit Chaplin-esque, I guess, really. And I'm not sure it suits Bill Murray. That's not to say that it's not. It, that's not to say it's not in part successful, because I, I do think he's good. It's just it doesn't feel like bill murray that's all yeah. and that's maybe that's my fault in that regard because he does it well but um i don't know i i would expect a more kind of laconic type approach to it um so grand groundhog day even when he's gone off the rails and he's, he's laconic the, though isn't he? he even when he's like you know actually when he drives with the groundhog and everything like that, he, he's committing suicide many times yeah, over yeah. he's not doing it in a bigger vert way he's just like okay i'm gonna throw a toaster in the, in the bath yeah that's right. right yeah yeah exactly. so you're, you're, it's, it's and it is there are some big big movements in this game there's that there's um he's he's yeah he's knocking things over in the set and some of the stuff is very funny and this is a there's an on-set sensor for the um for the christmas council who's just getting in the way and she's constantly getting hit on the head with things yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there is some good slapstick in the film isn't there actually and there's good set pieces in the film and look it, a film with bill murray in in the height of his fame is not going to be not funny yeah right it, 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 you know it's going to be funny there's going to be things to take from it i just think Oddly, Bill Murray's a little bit miscast in this. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, the, the thing again, also about again, if, we, if we're going to say this is this is obviously the Scrooge story, is that yeah. um, 
Bill Murray doesn't have the power that Scrooge has. Scrooge is, Scrooge is a money lender, and he has literally the power of life and death in in his hands, of you know of, of his clerk, but also of the people who is in money and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So he he when he makes a change, he can make a conscious and immediate change for the better, to be a better man, but also make the lives around him better. Exactly. Frank yeah. Cross is just mean he to can't. people. He's just he's, mean he's, to people. And at, at the end, all he's saying is be kind to people. Yeah, he he can rehire. Um, he can rehire Elliot. He can yeah. hire, he can raise up Grace's salary. Yeah. Um. And that's about. And he, and he can shout at the camera that people should get on with each other. But that's yeah. about it. And also, the, here's the funny thing: is that again, I talked about um in a podcast that may or may not have come out yet. Is the um the, the catharsis <laughs> moment when yeah. when when Scrooge yeah that that's where you really need to nail it is that catharsis of Scrooge coming out and and he's a changed man and yeah. the world changes around him, and in this. It still feels quite awkward. You have because it's rambly, isn't it? Fr- and, Frank comes out yeah. in, in the middle of the live broadcast and and talks to the camera and basically they have to keep the camera on. So he's taking over the. It's almost like networking how he's talking to the camera. Yeah. But you have all the cast and crew of the the Christmas Carol hanging around as he kind of wanders mm. between them, cracking jokes, and it's a bit awkward. It's like a staff party. Um, it is a bit, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, there's there's a bit of um. No, no one is singing and dancing in the streets because they no. all want to be home. And it's like he's saying, I, I can't believe I had a live broadcast and I'm depriving you of your families. But they're still there. Having yeah. to listen to it's a talk. little bit David Brent, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. There, there is yeah, a bit, he, I, I was yeah. thinking that as well, because at the end, I, I found it a bit awkward as well. He starts talking to the camera and he's, you know, we, you've got to take your chance. You know, you might be. And it's almost like it needs to be more tightly scripted. I appreciate a lot of it was improvised. Yeah. But and it might have in in reality, it might have been improvised. But. When I say that, I mean, if that was a real story, it might have been him from the heart. But yeah. but I guess I needed it to be more tightly scripted. And actually, that end point, it needed to be earned a bit more. You, you mentioned about the um, a couple of things which I had a bit of a problem with with the film. And it was it was the the almost the reasons why um, he changes, I don't think is enough. It's going to sound awful because a child that doesn't speak. You know, he's 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 warmed to that child. But in effect, it comes down to the point that he sees himself in a coffin dead going into the um, the fire for the cremation. But how he's being good going to help him stop not, that happen. It's still, going to, yeah. it's still going to happen, isn't it? Yeah. So it's almost like saying, what, did you not think you were going to die? And that there's there's never really anything that you see in the um, the set pieces that say, this is a reason why you would change your attitude and your view of life other than the fact that we know it's based on a christmas carol and so therefore these things happen and you get redemption at the end but but what's the redemption for yeah so you don't die yeah yeah, because in the christmas carol because scrooge witnesses and sees people happy that he's dead and realizing that that no one ever loved doesn't happen here you just see his brother Who's sad, well, well, but then well, fine. Well, Calvin gets put in institution, which is sad, but it was yes. sad already. But what um, is it? But also, how can Bill Murray help that? It's not his fault. He's in an institution. Yeah, and and then Claire um, is basically turned bitter. But this which is, is probably he, the only thing. But he's she's turned bitter like him. Yeah, I mean, this is somebody he hasn't seen for sixteen years anyway. The fact that the fact <laughs> yeah. that he, he's it's like he's an old boyfriend turns up and says, "If you if you have been with somebody, she goes no." It's like, well, you might have by now, you know. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I, I think. I think and also I, again he, he's not again a money lender with 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 power to to forgive debts with he's just a television executive who has a boss and will have a replacement he hasn't changed television um as no. soon as he goes then um yeah the uh, Bryce Cummings will take over and be the president in his place and and apart from a shouted message on Christmas Eve that will mostly be forgotten that's yeah. it. it it's almost too bombastic 
and messy at the same time and then doesn't play the redemption strong enough yeah. i don't think I, I don't know yeah i i i was just watching it thinking so i mean you know okay yeah great that they're they're having a really miserable he's watching people having a miserable time yeah um oh interesting that's actually, not his yeah. fault yeah and actually <laughs> I, I, the a point that's similar to groundhog day is one of the uh the kind of the the jolts from home is he sees a homeless guy in his present yes. that he that he doesn't give that's money to yeah, and then he in, when he the ghost takes him he finds the same homeless guy who's frozen to death um exactly like groundhog day mm. but in groundhog day it's a big moment he 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 commits a lot of his time and effort because he thinks getting him back again yeah and yeah, he helps him again it, afterwards yeah no, he, he fails. I think he doesn't get but, it back. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's what yes. he tries to, doesn't he? But he, he, he doesn't work, to, and he, he can't accept that it's not right. Yeah. And that's what—that's well, almost that is—is is the groundhog change. Not the fact he can't get Annie Dal McDowell to sleep with him. It's the yeah. fact that he realizes he has all this power, and yet he still can't help out this yeah. one guy. So he resolves yeah. to help everyone else. It's, it's, and, 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 and here, here a, it is. It, yeah, you're right. But that's a really good example of where Bill Murray can be an absolutely brilliant dramatic actor. Yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, it was it's a, it's a brilliant moment, and it's almost it's not just the turning point of Groundhog Day. It's the turning point in Bill Murray's career because career, after that yeah. he doesn't do the goofball films anymore. No, he, he doesn't. Does much more serious roles. Yeah. So yeah. that's the, that's the fulcrum on which his the career pivots. And maybe if Scrooge had been that film, it would have done a few years earlier because that's where it would have yeah. turned. But it yeah. did. And again, in, in this movie, so he finds the homeless man who freezes to death, and he just does. He yeah. it almost Scrooge. Um, Frank Cross is more concerned about getting out of the place yeah. where the homeless guy died than the fact he. he to help him and at the end we kind of get a visage of the same guy he's like in a little angel costume implying that he is dead so yeah. that didn't that wasn't that, yeah that, that wasn't a vision of what could happen it's like no that has happened he is dead yeah you, you didn't help yeah. him <laughs> so it's, it's weird isn't it it's almost like and, and part of that is that um frank cross spends i'd say about 75 to 80 minutes of a 97 minute film being a scumbag yeah without really changing yeah and then he changes whereas in in the Christmas Carol, or a Christmas Carol, in the yeah. A Christmas Carol, I should yeah. say, there is a there is a subtle but inexorable flow toward yeah. redemption. Because Scrooge wobbles back and forth. He goes, yeah, he sees his he past, does. he's sentimental, yeah. then he goes, no, not really. He sees the present and he's happy, but he goes, no, not really. And that final yeah. push of here's the future. So it wasn't the very final scene that tips Scrooge. It's just he's been no. he's been teetering the whole time, and That's that final thing gave him the push. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas this this is literally like yeah when he's in a coffin being burned alive he doesn't like it and I think anyone would, would not like it. <laughs> who would enjoy being burned yeah, alive in a but, coffin yeah, exactly but you also, know you're rarely burned alive in a coffin those in the coffin don't get a lot from it exactly Nelson Mandela I'm sure was was in a coffin or burned right you know he was where are you going you know, with this James? well that's <laughs> my point is, is that he was the nice he was one of the greatest humans that have lived in the last hundred years right yeah. he still died yeah yeah being good doesn't make you immortal. As uh, <laughs> as Robert Mitchum and Albert Finney will attest. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, so so there's there is that. I think there are problems with the structure, really, of of the film, which is which is odd, given that it's based on one of the most effectively structured stories of all time, which is a Christmas I, Carol. I, I think the reason, though, it's it's too much in love with its own concept which is let's make him a tv executive so we can have a lot of fun with the tv because they have fun with the tv the uh, of course they do the, the, the santa claus spoof the night the reindeer died is funny There's i've a few not other seen TV... that film to be absolutely honest. i love that film <laughs> 
there's a few other ones that aren't as funny like um which clear and there were a lot I I'm surprised it's made so much money because there are a lot of jokes that you have to really know your American TV references from the 50s and 60s too yeah, and I think internationally it's just you just enjoy Bill Murray yelling yeah. at people but it I, did, really I, did, I did enjoy this when I was young though I mean in I, oh, me I watched too. this quite a few times when I was younger I really enjoyed it um, when, you, when I, you're young you assume you don't know references anyway you just, well, you just, that's just, true. You just enjoy it for what it is I didn't enjoy it anywhere near as much as I recalled enjoying it previously yeah. the, the one thing I did notice and um, I mean listeners may be may be aware of this but I'm a, a very big jazz aficionado <laughs> and um, the trumpeters in Times Square um, who uh, Frank Cross shouts at to say you know give give it a rest you know turn that turn that stupid sound down a bit like he's um, you know they're telling the urchins to, to yeah, keep it yeah. yeah it's Miles Davis there you go one really? of the greatest trumpeters of all time if not the greatest jazz musician wow. of all time it's so and that's the point that it's Miles Davis doing it and he's saying you know shut up <laughs> you know the song yesterday yeah. <laughs> but it's also interesting again this is packed with uh with with cameos um mm. and it only could say it only cost them 30 million so clearly they were they were saving money and it, it is yeah. funny the fact that they have an acrobat mary loretton as um yeah as, as, as tiny tim who throws away the crutches and, and flick flacks into and that kind of stuff that's very good well uh, i don't want to be too harsh on the film because it is entertaining yeah yeah and it's it is funny in places i just don't think it holds together quite well no, I will say again in terms of the the um the script again the the uh, they have what's called the solid gold dancers, which is clearly some kind of pans people dancing <laughs> yeah. group, and there's they're a, basically there's a, new, didn't they? There's a great reference yeah. where the censor just grabs yeah. up um, um, Frank Cross and says she, she can't wear this costume. So why not? You can see her nipples. I oh, want to see her nipples. I want to see nipples. It's Christmas. Well, I'm sure <laughs> Charles Dickens would want to see her nipples. <laughs> And then he summons over two like labourers and says, yeah. "Boys, boys, can you see it? it was, no, not really. See, these guys are really trying." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> when it's Bill Murray doing his kind of shtick, it's good, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's very good. If it'd be more of that, and again, um, and they can have the madcap again. Carol Kane was very funny because Carol yeah, Kane is a complete really subversion of of what you'd imagine the ghost would be. Uh, and that's really funny. But like I say, I think, again, back to my original point, it's it's too much thinking. This is really funny. If he's a TV show, we can have a lot of fun with TV things. But again, Scrooge as a TV executive isn't enough about um, no. who he is. And also, actually, I don't know if this makes a difference, but when they go back in the past, Frank Cross has a very humble origin. Like he's yeah. he's is, he is not from yeah. a well well family. So he's not a, a kind of a yuppie scumbag. He is. Um, no, he isn't. He's, no. he's quite self they played more. Yeah. The, the, yeah. They should have played more on that. So th there's a lot in this that I think with a bit of extra, I mean, this sounds very patronised, a bit of extra thought, they could yeah. have made it into what would have been quite a humorous um, interpretation of A Christmas Carol, but also had a bit of had a bit of grit to it as well. You yeah. know, what, what with what with the death of um, Alfred Woodward's husband and his poor upbringing with effectively what looks like an abusive father and a neglecting mother, etc. You know, it's that yeah. kind of stuff. Isn't it? You think, well, there's something in this. Yeah, and when we say um, extra thought or extra material, you said there's a lot of material on the floor. It may be just because Bill Murray and Richard Donner did not get on. A lot of that was lost in the crossfire. So it neither one got the movie they wanted to make. Yeah, which is a shame because I'd like to see what that might have looked like. Now, it didn't do the film any harm. You no. know, uh, but I, I suppose it, uh, I this think is it one... did the harm in retro because I don't think Scrooge. Yeah, you, you don't I'm... watch it now. It's not. It's no, not, you doesn't don't. do the rounds. No, I, I agree with you. And actually, this is where I think it is is a film. Is the is the value of a film the money that it makes? Right now, often it is because we. I mean, we talk in weekend at Comics about the fact that it's 
a film that has been lost to the annals of time or it didn't make any money but yeah. it assumes that making money is is what you define a film on it probably made the 100 million because people wanted to see bill murray's cinematic Absolutely, return yeah. they, they could have anything to do with the film they could have yeah. been anything they they could have been a chinese menu and, yeah and, exactly and yeah yeah and, um, it, and it would have been good yeah, yeah. and so well, it's, a, sure, it's sure. a false reality isn't it yeah but surely the weekend of crumbies we read out the the money it made because we're saying that isn't the value we we pick up yes. some very unsuccessful films well, yeah it's, it's, and 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 yeah that is that's why weekend at crumbies should be lauded for its Absolutely. um g- good for its good um good, good grace i don't know where it's i'm going good, with it's good work as, as should all the work. listeners who, who listen to it and, uh, and partake in that yeah indeed so in in, in some ways the film scrooged is a little bit like the sentiment of Scrooge, of the of the um, of the characters in it, the Frank Cost ah. kind of cynical character in it to a certain extent, because just stuff it full it, of stuff it full of actors, and you'll make your money. Well, stuff it. Well, ha- have a lead actor that was making a return to cinema after one of the most successful films of the eighties. Pay him a lot of money. Stuff it with lots of other um, cameos. Kind of cameos. Yeah. Um, make it about television. Um, and have it based on one of the most beloved stories and you're going to you know it's a formula isn't it yeah. Scrooge is a formula and it worked you put you put all of these ingredients in the pot and you get a lovely ragu at the end and Scrooge is that ragu yeah. um, but it doesn't it doesn't mean it's very healthy or satisfying in the end even though you might enjoy it when you're watching it yeah yeah I agree with that it's um it just didn't hit the mark and I think I think everyone knew it didn't hit the mark it's like it's, um, yeah it was. It got to the point where I thought they're just going to put it out there, and it's um, it is, it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a bit disappointing, but there's still there's still something in it. I think. Um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's it's there's there's some laughs in it. Again, there's some, there's some again. Like you say Bill Murray is at the top of his game here, so he gets some stuff across. And again, there's some good performances. There's no real cringes in it. It's I just, think um, uh, I think Carol Kane is good, and I think. Karen Allen does a good job with what is quite an underwritten role. Yeah. I think she's very, she's very charismatic in this and believable. And Alfred Woodard as well, actually. In, in fact, oddly, I think a lot of the supporting actors in this do a better job than Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, Alfred Woodard again almost I, has nothing. And funny you mention that now is yeah. Um, the scenes are very, very short. It's like when we mm. go back to the when we go like to the, the Cratchit family house. It's like. It's one joke and they're gone. And it's like I could have I could have lingered there. I was enjoying that. Um mm, let's yeah. see more of, of Grace's house and her family. Yes. They were cracking jokes. We were yeah. learning about them, but it's like they make like They're nice people to be around, aren't they? Yeah. But it's also again, it's 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 entertaining and it's nice. Yeah. It's um because the point when you know, she's she told her Christmas bonus is a towel. Um, yeah. so they go, Mum, what about your bonus? I'm drying my head with it. Yeah. Uh, and then then <laughs> boom, you're you're away again. And it's things yeah. like that. And it's it's there's a few other things too. Again, Karen Allen, I agree. Um she, I think she's probably good as as the younger Claire when she's you, yes. you realise why Bill um, Frank Cross would fall in love with her. And Frank Cross yeah. is quite funny actually. Th- this is almost one of the the strongest points is the past when. Uh, yeah, I uh, agree. Actually, yeah. When you see all that kind of stuff, and again, it's it it's she's very again she's very sweet and but not in a sort of a, a sacred way. You understand why she is someone who could open up the heart of someone Absolutely. like Frank. Yeah, and but it's principled when it, when, as well, yeah. right? So you get that, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. When it comes 20 years later and she just appears with you yes, know, wide eyes and says, I'm here for you, Frank. It's like, yeah. did you meet no one else? No, I'm just, I'm still here for you. It's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> and it becomes a bit, really? Um, but she, she has to be. She, she, well, it wasn't, it wasn't enough saying, I would, I just married someone else who liked me and then I carried on. Um, and, and, he, and even that, when actually, yeah, when, when she's breaking up with him, um, because he is it, he's Frank is now the frisbee the, the cartoon dog <laughs> and he <laughs> and he has to commit himself to the frisbee show. He's got a bone, what a lucky dog! 
Yeah. Um, and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, well, she she breaks up with him by just saying, I think we should just have a little bit of time apart if that's okay. And it's it's kind of, it's not the kind of like, Ebenezer, you've changed. I can't be with you. No, it's like, it I'm, isn't, I'm just going to go away if that's okay. Yeah. Like, it's almost on her a, bit, a little bit, isn't it? It's yes, just, I have a bit of a backbone. It's like telling yeah. you know, it's me or you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the, I mean, the romantic subplot in this is m- much more front and centre than it is in A Christmas Carol as well. Absolutely, yeah. Which, which is... I don't know. I, I think in that in that um, very formulaic way that the film has been produced, I'm not surprised because it's the kind of thing that sells. But I think it does diminish what is the effective purpose of the film, which is the redemption of Ebenezer Scrooge or Frank Cross, as it should be. And it kind of dilutes it a little bit, really, because it should be enough that Frank Cross is a changed person. Yeah, shouldn't it's it? Mu- yeah, it's much more about he gets Claire back and yeah. and any any residual niceness he does. It's a bonus, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really incidental. Yeah, yeah. As, as, and I, I just don't think that's as interesting. Is there's it? also there's also a moment again to, to get the whole kind of David Brent awkward office party is before Claire has arrived on the scene and one of the solid gold dancers is beneath some mistletoe yeah. and to show yeah. that Frank Cross is now a hip guy that can you know that can party with. yeah he just goes up to her and snogs her and then, I know. firstly that's quite cringy and the second he goes away saying that was good but it wasn't great I'm thinking <laughs> solid gold dancer behind you is thinking you got lucky there mate yeah, I would have been really annoyed if I was yeah, that solid gold dancer. Just the mister go, that yeah. one's great. Gee, well, if he's not going to appreciate that, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm joking. <laughs> my wife is listening to this. <laughs> Obviously, that will never happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're all right. Well, in, in fairness, both situations will never happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, um, but also again, that, that just hammered home the cringe. I got the big vibe. Um, I don't know if you remember on BBC um, before Jules Holland hit the scene, they used to do Hogmanay, Hogmanay where they yeah, exactly. basically yeah. gather. Because yeah, now it's Hootenanny, isn't it? Now it's Hootenanny. But it used to be a room full of people on New Year's Eve yeah, trying to look like they were having drunk. Fun. <laughs> and it was so stilted and awkward. Yeah. And it came to a crashing end. It didn't have like Paula, oh, Paula Yates used to do oh, it. And, it? Oh, I, I can't remember. Yes, yeah, so I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. it was so stilted and awkward because yeah. it was people being televised trying to look like they were having a party and it came to a crashing end when chick murray was brought on and ended up complaining loudly thinking he was off mic and he just had you saw the new year and saying well it's a complete shambles here i don't know what they're doing it's terrible should be fired or something um but but all i say is that's the vibe i got from the party because everyone's in a big circle standing there a little bit afraid to leave (laughs) looking Uh, really awkward (laughs) yeah well bill murray monologued and it was like this does not feel like scrooge has brought the town of london with no and it doesn't feel natural no, does it yeah. at all? Yeah, so it's a bit cringy. Yeah, I think cringy is the word, really. And I but think if go. you're gonna if you're gonna stare at the camera during a Christmas sing song, and and implore the audience to be better people, you can't be cringy. You've got to be. You've got <laughs> you to be, yeah, you've got to own that, haven't you? Yeah, you've got to be feet first, sincere yeah, to that, and it yeah, didn't work. Exactly. No. Poor Bill Murray. There we go. I know well, what the, you know, his career. <laughs> yeah, he's got Groundhog Day coming up soon, so yeah. There we go. It'll be but, happy. But not, but not before quick change. Indeed, if, really. If, uh, if listeners want to uh, partake of a weekend at Crombie's podcast, please do check out our quick change episode right. from about four years ago. Excellent cross marketing there. Well done. Thank you, you, get a, you get a lump of coal in your stocking for that. <laughs> very good. That'll, that'll heat the fires over the winter. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to say about Scrooged? I don't think so. I think we, we can let our audience go back to their mince pies. Why isn't he called Ebenezer Scrooge in this? Why can't he be called that? Why is he called Frank Cross? I did I see mean, the the... Is, either this is one of those things. Either be 
a Christmas Carol or don't be. Well, I mean, they were making a Christmas Carol. So the idea that he was his name was Scrooge and he was making a show oh, yeah, called Scrooge would be a bit weird, on the nose. There's also, again, it would um, have been, wouldn't it? <laughs> part, part of his decoration is, is the dictionary definition that says cross something you nail people to. Yes, I suppose that's true. As well, Which I it? don't think actually works because cross is the guy doing the nailing. So, yeah, it's one of those jokes you think that's clever. And you think about it, it's not, that's not it? clever at all. That makes no sense. And I think that perhaps is a good description of the film. Oh, wow. Look at that full circle. That's excellent. Yes. Let's it leave it at like that. It was a good, funny idea, but it wasn't. Anyway, yeah, we can't that. get better than that. Better than that. We, no. So we shall, we shall bid you adieu. And, and we can't get better than that. And I'm so disappointed because I haven't even done um, Bill Murray's Richard Burton impression, which is, oh, yeah. is so good. <laughs> it is good, isn't it? I mean, you know, that's actually one of the funniest bits in the film, but it's so weird, isn't it's it? It's incredibly weird. We get accosted by three homeless people who's convinced yeah. he's Richard Burton. And the only way to make him go away is to do a really impromptu, but slightly accurate Richard Burton yeah. impression. It, it almost makes me think that at some point in the 80s, Bill Murray was known for doing a really good Richard Burton impression and it had to be, he had to, he had to get it into a film. Because you know, Saturday Night Live characters always used to do that, didn't they? It was, yeah. it was something, he might have done it on a Saturday Night Live show and it's, yeah. It, so therefore he's putting that in the film but yeah it was really good and that's funny it. yeah but that's it it's either you let bill murray do that for 110 minutes yeah or you make it a sincere movie where bill murray has to modulate but this was all over the place with it yeah it was a bit wasn't it but having having now stomped over the perfect point well, to end well i suppose yes um but we'll probably come what we haven't done here is talk about how festive the film is well i'm leading up to the jingle that's why we've got to keep ah, jingle. go on then we'll yeah talk go about on how then. festive and yeah yeah, yeah. And score so join us after the break Welcome back. I hope you have now uh, picked up your toaster after you smashed your lover in the face with it and plugged it back in to make some nice Christmas toast. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas toast. Christmas what would toast. be on that? Turkey. Christmas, no, Christmas butter. Do you know what? I don't even eat Christmas butter. Christmas. What would be I'm, Christmas butter then? What I'm would that flash. Have I, I have no. I have no um, breakfast materials at Christmas at all. I just have the the, the box of Victoria biscuits. Oh, you. That 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 is my. Beast. That's my entire source of calories. Until Christmas dinner is just the biscuits. You, but how? I mean, how do you have the energy to play with children and? Because I've eaten about sixteen biscuits. Well, They're I full of sugar. I'm, I'm yeah. bouncing off the wall. Christmas biscuits can't do wrong. They don't. I don't have anything. Don't have your smoked salmon or your champagne or your scrambled eggs or your your nice. You know. Your nice, Why not? Because you know, <laughs> there's biscuits on offer. When did you get to wake up in the morning and just eat biscuits until and no one can stop you because it's Christmas? You need to live my life. <laughs> I, I, want, I wander around in my dressing gown with that tin of biscuits under my arm. and I, I wander around in my dressing gown slightly open with my tin of biscuits. <laughs> people, think I'm, people think I'm taking the biscuits around to offer them. I'm not. I'm no, not my biscuits. Yeah. yeah, they're just for easy access, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Thanks for that. I'm still intrigued as to what Christmas toast and Christmas butter is. Is it just well, is it just things you eat on Christmas Day? I'm not going to lie. Um, I was I was once you know given the the, ref, the remnants of a hamper and I was left with a lot of brandy butter, but no Christmas pudding. Brandy <laughs> oh, butter is pretty nice on toast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hardly recommend it. Yeah, it was it lasted all through January, didn't it? And then you started buying it in February as well. <laughs> Made the days go quickly. <laughs> 
Yeah. People can't get you for that either, can they? You haven't got like a little a little kind of glass jar of, of whiskey or brandy that you swig from. Toast and butter, yeah. Yeah, it's that? like really cheap. How works? Yeah. You haven't got a butter <laughs> problem. <laughs> this is your fifth slice of toast this morning. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I'm really hungry. I'm chasing you. I channel <laughs> mean. Being the, a bobcat gold fight, then. <laughs> the more brandy you consume, the hungry you get, so the more toast you have to eat. So <laughs> it's a virtuous circle. <laughs> oh, no. You get, like, butter hangovers, then, don't you? You go in the next day shaking because you haven't had your butter. Just going to have some butter. You can't spread it. <laughs> oh, dear. I can't do any... I can't check my emails till I've had me, me butter toast. <laughs> <laughs> don't you know? Don't talk to Hugh before he's had his butter toast. Oh, he's an ogre. Uh, okay, we need to wrap this up because I need to get the toast on in a minute. I'll get hungry. <laughs> You're going to be the shaking. Where were we? Scores. I believe you're first, James, to give it the score of its quality and also the score of its Christmasiness. Well, I think yeah, quality-wise, I think the idea of Scrooge in terms of its setup is maybe better than the execution of the film um and also i think i think the one of the points of the film is that is that frank cross is a cynical executive who learns his lesson but i think the film is quite cynical in that and he, i don't think he really does learn his lesson so as much as i think bill murray is entertaining in it it's he's not convincing um but i've got a lot of time for some of the the, the um supporting actors in it i just I just remember it being a lot better than than it is, and it, in that regard, I'm going to give it two disembodied Crombie heads. Mm. I just I don't think it stands up as well as it is as I had remembered it standing up. Um, if, uh, this is a tricky one. The fe- the festivities. I used to watch this quite a lot at Christmas, obviously. Yeah. So it, it does on a personal nostalgic level. I do associate the film quite strongly with Christmas. However, um, and, and it does represent the cynical excesses of Christmas as well, to a large extent. But I think in hindsight, I don't think it is what you want from a Christmas film. I think it is lacking a little bit in that sentiment and that authenticity to be truly festive. And so I'm going to give it two disembodied Crombie heads for festivity as well. Oh, very good. Uh, for myself, again, I agree. This this movie was on a regular rotation in my VHS collection in my youth. I used to watch <laughs> it again and again, and really enjoyed it. But it has not stood the test of time. It is mm-hmm. again. There's some again. There's some great moments in it. There's some good performance in it. But it is very much less than some of its parts. It's a two for me as well. It's just mm. and and likewise festiveness. Yeah, even, even though it is you know the Christmas Carol story, and it's all around Christmas, and there's everything there. It, I'm not getting the Christmasiness from it. Um, it's yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna give it two as well. Two and two, we go. two. we're Ooh, we're in agreement. Go. We're simpatico. We're with a Christmas Concord. So with that, we will uh we'll join us tomorrow for the, the next mm. one. Hopefully a more Christmassy one. We've uh, we've we've hit a downbeat here, but uh we'll join us tomorrow and until then I wish you a very happy and a very healthy weekend at Crombies. Good evening all. Weekend at you know, I always feel like it's a sense of achievement because I feel like I go to work on Monday morning and then I have my one talk with my boss and he'll be like, so, you know, how's work going? Yeah, I'm, I nailed two, those two podcasts. So, oh, no, hang on, that doesn't work. <laughs> they're in the can now. Yeah, they're in the can. Feels great. It's like I've really achieved. 